Chapter 56 Friend of My Enemy What are you doing? That was Brat Greywald giving me permission to speak, holding a gun too, hand shaking, finger just above the trigger. If he twitched, the fucker was going to go off, probably clip me right above the ear. He had just given me permission to speak, not knowing that I needed it. Still, I wasn't much for speaking right about then. He was pointing a gun at me. I figured it would sting if he shot me, especially if he got me in the head, tore a chunk out of my skull, blood whooshing down the side of my face, over my shoulder, down my arm. It would probably hurt a hell of a lot. So I didn't say anything. I just stood there wondering how much it would hurt and how long it would take to heal. I wasn't afraid of the gun, not really. It would hurt, but it wasn't as if he could kill me, shoot me, sure. I'd never been hit. It would probably burn like hell, although I must say I've heard it feels no worse than a bee sting. Of course, bees don't sting you with a couple hundred pounds of force. That's something to imagine. Bee lands on you, go to swat it away or something, it stings. You fly across the room with the force of the blow, every bone on your shoulder crushed. That's something I would pay money to see. So I wasn't afraid of the gun. Bracht wasn't about to kill me. The problem was he didn't know that. So he might shoot me, which would hurt. And would complicate the situation dramatically. He would quickly catch on to the fact that I couldn't be killed. This would lead to them getting creative with my body. Try to figure out just how indestructible I was. Chop me up. Burn bits, feed bits to the dog, take bits to different towns all over creation, which is damn painful and takes hours to recover from. No, I didn't want him getting creative with my bones. We took you in, fed you, gave you clothes, accepted you, and this is how you repay us. We taught you everything, Drake, showed you where to find them, all so you could do this. I want the killing to stop. Who sent you? The gun stopped wavering, dead center, right between the eyes. Nobody. So you just look for books that don't exist for your own amusement? Something that James Joyce never wrote, wasn't it? You belong to somebody, Drake. The only question is who? Well, shit, he had me there. I thought I was an open book. You are so good at this, on the run, doesn't know anything, can only answer questions he doesn't know, had us all fooled. Gun in my face, tip of the barrel, brushing against my cheek, don't flinch. The wild poetry, Drake, somebody sent you to take it away from us. Who owns you, Drake? Is it Windermere, Cerberus, Calvin, Locke, Hobbes? What? He pulls the trigger. Like a sledgehammer to the side of my face. Blast so loud, I swear he's burst an eardrum. God only knows how long that'll take to heal. But he's fired it over my shoulder. It actually takes a minute for that little tidbit to sink in. Because of the screaming in my head. The ringing 
in my ear. Hand against my ears, getting sticky. Must have burst the eardrum. Fuck, I flinched. So much for looking invulnerable to his face. He knows I don't want to get shot. So you know her. His voice is muffled, like he's speaking through a dozen mattresses. It's because of the ringing in my head, the damn blast of the gun next to my ear. I wonder how long it'll take to heal. If it happens too fast, I'll catch on. Leave her alone. Hobbs had nothing to do with this. She isn't even one of the fair folk. What would she want with wild poetry? She trades in memories, or have you forgotten? Which is not the same thing as forgotten dreams. I haven't even spoken to her since... Since she saved me from hail, shut up, Drake. Hail owns the land of lost hopes and forgotten dreams. With a sack on his back, slung over his shoulder, faces of the children peering out of the dark, billowing like drifts of wind beneath the surface. When he's hungry, he eats them, the souls of children. Hale was wandering the market that day, looking for me. Quiet as dust, nobody spoke, Hobbs holding me down, protecting me because I'd thrown away the water of life. Brack doesn't say anything. The others standing there, leaning against their cars, looking for signs of trouble, for Hunter, Hart, and Hobbs to jump out of the wilderness and save me. Look, I care nothing for the wild poetry. I just want the killing to stop. Brat laughs, waves his arms like he's taking in the whole wide world. The rustlers! You want us to spare the thieves and cutthroats? Rapists! You want us to go easy on those who rape our land? They kill us, Drake! They take what is ours! This land! Do you see this land? We built it! Claimed it! Tamed it! This land belongs to us! I accepted it from my father as he accepted it from his, as his father from his father. Do I need to name them? No. There was nothing before us, just wilderness, chaos, a primordial jungle. We took it in, feasting on the wild poetry even as it feasted on us. Our blood is a soil, Drake. Our life is this land. The poetry is our life and song. These upstarts, ruffians, vandals would take it all away. These carpetbaggers would steal it now that the land is tame. And you would have us lie on our bellies, spreading our legs for them. They're not the first we've driven away. You rape them in the dark, in the night, burning their homes, their families, their children. He slapped me across the face with a gun. I think it went off. I'm not sure. Don't know if anyone was hit. Wasn't me. They would do the same. So you say. He looked at me as if he wanted to die, as if I had just said that I had elephant balls and would he like to see them. It only took him a moment to compose himself. One deep breath that lifted his shoulders and filled his chest, raising his arms into the air. Then the gun was pointed at me. Who sent you, Drake? It should have been raining. Everyone soaked to the skin. A goon holding me up by each arm, blood trickling from my lip, unable to stand, been used for a punching bag, guy explaining how they were all reasonable people. All I had to do was cooperate. I want you to let them be. There's more than enough land. You don't even need the poetry. You just sell it. Grab him! 
Hit me, Chuck. I swear, nobody was expecting him to scream. The guys leaning against the cars all jerking to attention. Nobody really wanting to move. Everybody looking at Brack Greywald. One or two people hiccuping forward as if they might think about moving, but really weren't too sure about the whole thing. After all, I was the guy who killed Morgan. Brack's nephew took his arm clean off. Nobody wanted to touch me. I didn't say anything do anything. Just stood there looking at Brad, daring him to shoot me with my silence. The gun was still staring me right between the eyes, never wavering. I didn't even blink. Brack sort of looks around like it's just occurred to him that nobody has moved, and I realize something. I don't recognize anyone, aside from Brad. I don't know where he found any of these guys. Get him! Practice really screaming, turning blue or purple or something, holding the gun so hard I'm sure it would have stuck straight through me if he had been standing close enough. Anyway, the shout seems to break the spell and the goons go into action. They grab me, drag me toward a car, punch me in the stomach to make sure I know they mean business. I double up like I'm supposed to, moaning and groaning in pain. No joke, it really hurt. I don't resist. I'm thinking about Morgan Greywald. I really liked him. I didn't mean to kill him. I should remember that I don't know if he's dead. But he is. I'm sure of it. I'm trying to stop the killing. I'm not in the mood to slaughter the people. I'm trying to convince to stop. They throw me in a car. Everybody starts to drive off, which is just a fine mess. I was trying to stop the flow of poetry. Feel that. I was trying to make them listen to reason. Stop the killing and the bloodshed. There was no reason for it. Looks like I would fail at that, too. So I'm looking out the window, not thinking. No clue what to do. When the guy riding shotgun leans over the seat and tells me to escape. Why do you let yourself be captured? It takes me a moment to realize he's talking to me, that he wants an answer. It takes me another minute to think of one. What was I supposed to do? Run? Find the other poetry hunters? You would just follow me. I couldn't escape from you. I would probably just lead you to them. Why should I do what you want? Listen to me. If we let you go, the others won't be able to follow you. But it can't look like we let you go. You have to escape. Wreck the car. Total it. I know you can. I was with Morgan when you defeated the poem. Why in the hell do you want me to escape? Listen to me. There isn't much time. The only reason you're still alive is because we can't figure out who your patron is. You have to escape now. Brack doesn't know what to do with you. He's going to give you to the librarians. Stop changing the subject. Why do you care? Because you're trying to help us, Drake, so we want to help you. Remember what the librarian said? We hide in plain sight. We're the shame. This audio recording of The Fairwell of the Gideon and the Tale of the Donkey is copyright 2011 by Keith D. Jones. All rights reserved. <laughs>